Hi, this is Rob Silverstone, and you're listening to The Rob Silverstone Show. On today's episode, we'll talk about the question, should I go to graduate school? That's a big question with lots of implications. First, determine what really is the best path for you. What are your fields of interest for which grad schools might be appropriate? You might want to be a medical professional, a public health professional, a researcher or a scientist, a lawyer, a business executive, an academic in a college or university setting, perhaps a public school or private school teacher, or a government policy analyst, or a social worker. There are many fields for which graduate school, if not a requirement, at least is an essential element for getting ahead. If you are interested in graduate school and you have a chosen field, find out about the prerequisites and the entry requirements while you're still in college. Some graduate schools require particular college courses. For example, medical schools often require chemistry, biology, physics, and math when you're an undergrad before you can even apply to medical school. And most graduate schools require some kind of standardized admissions test, such as the MCATs for medical school or the GMATs for business school or the GREs. Evaluate the cash flow implications of going to graduate school. How are you going to pay for tuition, room, and board through savings, debt, working through school, etc.? Many people do take out loans to go to graduate school, and of course the important thing about loans is that they need to be paid back. What is the value of debt relative to the value of the degree? That's something that everyone should be mindful of if planning to borrow money to go to graduate school. Some graduate school loans can take 10 or more years to pay off. The Wall Street Journal recently reported that one of the most critical ratios is how much debt the, gra- the student graduates with versus what the typical salary is for a graduate with that degree. For example, if a student graduates with $100,000 in debt and the starting salary is $50,000 on average, then her ratio of debt to salary would be 2 to 1. Ratios that high or even higher are indicators that it could take many years to pay off that debt, given that interest accumulates at 6 plus percent every single year. Also, many banks recommend minimum annual payments and minimum monthly payments that may be less than the interest that accrues each year, meaning that the extra interest gets added to the loan balance. If that happens, your loan balance could be growing even if you're making minimum payments. We call this a debt trap, and it's something you definitely want to avoid. So be mindful about how much you could be paying back each month and whether you're making a dent in the principal of your loan or not. Any bank that you speak with about borrowing money for graduate school can give you an illustration as to payback timeframes based on the amount of money you're paying back per year. One of the benefits of going to grad school is that you can gain skills, connections, mentors, etc. that would be harder to replicate outside of that setting. Uh, And graduate school could be the essential cost of entry for many higher fields. For example, you can't be a doctor if you don't go to medical school. Consider other options versus graduate school if you are unsure. For example, you could work and build skills that way and earn a salary versus paying for additional years of schooling. And some some graduate degrees can take several years beyond college. Know that you can choose one path now in life and switch to a different path later. That's always an option, but you don't want to be buried in debt uh, and then make that change and then be stuck paying off debt for something that's not even useful anymore. 
So, for example, you could t attend graduate school for a few years, then take a year off to work, and then go back to graduate school to finish if that's all that you can afford. Many people change their minds about careers after they finish graduate school, so you want to be somewhat certain before you even apply. Uh, we like to say, be certain that you are certain. One way to do this is to talk to others. Ultimately, it's more about trying a career path that makes sense for you. Networking can be a great benefit, and you've heard us talk about networking in other podcasts, of course. Um, but network within the field that you're interested in, especially if it's a field that requires a graduate degree. Seek out those who have those degrees and are now working in the field to talk to them. Ask leading questions, how they got to where they currently are, what they like and don't like about their roles. Ask them what advice they wish they had been given when they were your age. It may be a good idea to work within the field for a few years at a lower level before applying to graduate school just to ensure that it is, in fact, a field of interest. So, for example, if you're interested in medicine but you're not really sure if you want to go to medical school, maybe you get a job as, at a hospital as an orderly or some other lower-level position where you don't need a graduate degree and you just see what it's like. You know, observe the people. It's a good chance also to make connections and to continue to network with people. And then you can really decide, is this the right path for me? Uh, for example, I knew a student once in college who was very much interested in law school and spoke to several lawyers about whether or not to apply to law school during his senior year of college. Instead, he ended up getting a job as a paralegal, and he worked as a paralegal for a couple of years. He networked with lawyers and others in that field and decided after a couple of years of working that he didn't want to apply to law school, and instead he wanted to switch gears and go into another profession, which he then did. But being paid for two years to be a paralegal and doing actual work was a lot less costly for him than going to grad school right away, and it helped shift the path of his life. That's okay. There's no bad thing from working for a living, um, but he learned a lot by doing it. Bottom line for you in any field is you want to find a job that you love so that it doesn't feel so much like work. If you are determined to go to graduate school, decide what types of schools you'd like to apply. Do you want to apply only to public schools or to public and private schools? Uh, does the size matter if it's a very large school with varied programs or a small specialized school or something somewhat in between? Does location matter? Do you want to go apply in-state? There might be a tuition break if you apply for a public university in the state in which you're already a resident. Uh, if you apply to a public university in another state, you might be able to qualify for state residency after your first year, which might make the subsequent year's tuition less expensive. Uh, you might want to go to a school that's close to your home state, so you have easy access to family and friends. Uh, you might want to apply to a school in a rural setting or a city setting. You may want to consider getting out of your comfort zones and experience another location. Or you may be indifferent and you will apply anywhere and just see where you get in. Some schools have a better track record at placements after graduation than others. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. So the main thing is, can you afford grad school? Think about the costs. There's tuition, of course, but also room and board, travel expenses back and forth during the school year and when the school year ends, and materials and lab fees, depending what's relevant for your program. Some people prefer to go to graduate school part-time versus full-time because that's all they can afford or they're not really sure about it. For example, I got an MBA going to NYU in New York City at night. I worked during the day and I went to school at night. 
It was a great way to get a graduate degree. It was not nearly as costly for me as if I gave up a salary for two years to go to school full time. And I'm glad I did it that way. But that path is not for everybody. I didn't have a lot of free time during the years that I was going to school at night and working during the day. Some programs allow you to both work and study during the program. Um, May not be part-time, might be full-time student, but you work to supplement your bank account so that you can afford to continue going to the school. And there may be scholarships and other resources available depending on your field of interest. For example, my brothers uh, were eligible for National Science Foundation grants, which covered tuition and living expenses while they were getting their PhDs in the sciences. These are generally only available for U.S. citizens uh, and in such hard science fields as biology, chemistry, physics, mathematics, etc. You have to determine if you're qualified and then, of course, apply. So you might not get one of those grants, but if you do, it can be a very affordable way to get a graduate degree in that field. Uh, As I talked before, find out about the track records of the graduate schools you're interested in. Uh, These are available in part through the Department of Labor and and through the Department of Education and the federal government in their websites. And the schools themselves may have these stats uh, on their websites. What percent of the graduates are employed within one year after graduation with that degree? How long does it take the average student to get a degree? And what are the average salaries of the graduates? Where do alums work? Uh, Now that I've said that, let's look at some numbers. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics in 2020, the annualized median salary for doctoral graduates was $98,000. The unemployment rate for doctoral graduates was 2.5%. For those with master's degree, the annualized uh, median salary was just over $80,000. The unemployment rate was 4.1%. For those with just a bachelor's degree, the annualized salary was $67,800, and the unemployment rate was 5.5%. For those who only had a high school degree, the annualized salary was $40,600, and the unemployment rate was 9%. You get the idea. The more education, the lower the unemployment rate, which is a good thing, and also the higher the annualized median salary, which can also be a good thing. Though I encourage you, don't only go to graduate school for the money. It's a lot of years to go for an increment in pay. It's really more because you have a passion for that field or you know that's where you want to work and the cost of entry is going to grad school. You're not necessarily going to be richer in terms of lifetime earnings just because you went to grad school versus not. It really depends on the person and the opportunities and in part on the schools that the person attends. That said, on average, you'll make more money with more education than with less education, but money is not the only factor in whether or not you're happy in life. So in summary, think through the possible career paths and whether graduate school is right for you or not. Decide how much you can afford and relative to what you want and what you think you're going to make. If you really want to be a doctor and you're passionate about it, then go to graduate school. Similarly, if you really want to be a vet, go to veterinary school. If you're driven, that makes sense. If you're passionate, um, just consider the years and the cost of post-college education. If you're not so passionate about the field, maybe you want to work for a couple of years first and then decide. It's always helpful to network, to talk to people in your fields of interest. This can help give you a, a better path to move forward. And networking is a great way also to ask questions that you might not know the answer to, but that somebody else can enlighten you based on her career path. Uh, I I strongly advise networking for a lot of different approaches in life, by the way. 
Once you're set out on a path, try it and occasionally reevaluate. Make sure you're still on track and it's, it's what you're doing and what you like to do. A friend of mine went to a prestigious law school and started working at a big law firm, but he wasn't so happy with the work. On the side, throughout law school, he had been a cartoonist on occasion. He decided to quit the law and to become a cartoonist full-time. Over the years, he's periodically had to get part-time jobs to help pay the bills, uh, but he's also won many prestigious awards, and he's getting to the point where he can actually make a living as a cartoonist. That's not for everybody, obviously, but that's a good example uh, you might start on one path and end up on a different path. But you, you need to explore these things. You need to think about these things carefully. You need to make sure that you understand the financial implications of your decisions. Not every path in life is set, and you won't necessarily be guaranteed a job in your field just because you went to college and grad school for a certain degree. That said, it's up to the individual and the initiative you put in and the networking energy you put in as well. You, I'm a big believer you get out what you put in. So think carefully, write down the pros and cons, talk to people, and then decide on the path that's right for you. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and you find it helpful. Uh, if you want to give us feedback, we'd love to hear it. You can reach out to us at rob at the robsilverstoneshow.com. Our producer is Violetta Sakura. Please stay tuned for another episode on another topic coming soon.